There's more peace for you in Jesus. When he says then to his disciples back in John 14 verse 27, he says, my peace now I give you. He's setting them up for the second part of the peace of this word irene. And if the first part meant peace with God, what Jesus means to the disciples here is that I am leaving the peace of God. Not only are you set right vertically, but you will live horizontally with the peace that comes from that relationship. And this is amazing. One commentator puts it this way, and I love this. He describes the peace of God within the heart of a human being as the calmness a city or a nation enjoys who has a caring, competent, and secure leader. Isn't that awesome? That when a nation or a city understands and lives under a leader who is caring, competent, and secure, the resultant feeling within that human being is peace. And therefore it stands that when a church, when a follower of Jesus lives with an understanding that their leader is calm, confident, and secure, the resulting emotion or life or fruit of the Spirit within them is peace. So Jesus makes the way possible for peace with God. And when you live your life trusting that Jesus is caring, competent, and secure, then the floodgates open within you to enjoy the peace of God. Look how Isaiah puts the two together in chapter 32, verse 17. He says, the fruit of that righteousness, okay, that righteous relationship being set at one with God will be peace. And that peace within you, its effect, what it will produce will be quietness and confidence forever. So, my question to me then, and to all of us in the room and to everyone online is, are we living with a constant inner quietness and confidence today? Hands up. I'll take a drink and let you think about it. You don't need to think about it. Because you're not. Neither am I. But if the Bible says that a peace is a person, and that person is within us, and we're not at peace, well, what do we do? Well, I'm glad you asked. We do two things. We draw, and then we drop. That's all you have to remember is that we draw, and then we drop. We draw near to Jesus, and when we get there, we drop everything. Look how Paul says it in Philippians 4, 5 through 7. He says, the Lord is near. And for me, that is the fundamental key to understanding everything he says after that line. The Lord is near. We need to know God is near. Because when we know he's near, then we can draw near. You won't run into an empty house hoping to find company. But the Lord is near. 
so we can draw near. And then he says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't lose your peace about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, your week of prayer and fasting, week after next, let's be part of that because it's part of this. The Bible says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And he says, what happens after that? It says, the peace of God, the irony of God, peace of God, with God, which transcends, blows your mind, in other words, which goes beyond anything you could understand in yourself. It says, you'll guard your heart and you'll guard your mind, because both need protecting. Some of you are losing your head, some of you have hot knots in your stomach, but the two are connected. And the Bible says, the peace of God guards both. Isn't that awesome? The peace of God. We think the peace of God is this gentle kind of, I'm skipping about with lambs in the field. The peace of of God's got teeth on it. It's got armor on it. And it guards your heart. And it guards your mind. And it prods away anything that tries to get into your spirit. So we draw near. And here's the thing. Draw and drop. We draw near. The closer we are to Jesus, the closer we are to peace. Because peace is a person. It's that simple. You don't need to go anywhere to find peace. Anywhere Jesus is, there is peace. Anywhere you are, if you're a Christian today, you can have peace, no matter where you are. You can be surrounded by hell in the handbag and still have peace because peace is not a process. Peace is not a place. Peace is a person. It's why the enemy wants to stop you praying, wants to keep you at home, wants to keep you disconnected. Make sure that you do not fast and do not get here week after next because he knows that when you get closer to the Prince of Peace, Faith rises and chains fall. Your head lifts and your heart opens up. And then he says, well, we've got to draw near. Then he says, drop everything. Paul says, write everything, every single thing. No matter what it's about, everybody. Your most shameful secret to the greatest thing and hurt you've ever felt on your life. You've been betrayed. You've been hurt. You've been disappointed. You've been disillusioned, disaffected. We think we can't go to God with our stuff because he's tired listening to it. We think we have to get all our ducks in a row and then we can go to God. No, he already knows your ducks are in a row. Hey, there are no ducks. There are no rows. You just go to God as you are, draw near. Paul says, in everything. The same mistake you make again and again and again and again. Go to God. When you can't quite turn it off night after night after night, you can still go to God and repent. Come on, whatever it is in your life. Don't be locked in. Don't be locked out. Don't be locked up. With how you're feeling, we drop everything. Oh, but I've prayed this so many times. We'll pray it again. Because the Bible says that when we draw near and when we drop everything, when we let it all out, when we get it all off our chest and out of our minds, the Bible says, the Bible says, not Phil, not Oprah, not a seven step, the Bible, the Word of God, the Bible. I'm sick of experts on Facebook telling me what to think about everything. I'm scuttered with Twitter and the hate and the vitriol and all of the stuff. I'm on a roll now. I'm scuttered, church. 
ex, you know what an expert is? It's an old spurt. They need to shut up and clear off and get out of the road. Christians, men and women of God, the only thing coming out of your gob online, you know what Twitter is? Twitter is the electronic virtual equivalent of a smoke break. And you know the rubbish you talk together on a smoke break? That's what Twitter is. But the Bible says, but the Bible says, the living, active, breathing Word of God. And the Bible says, there's a peace, a protective peace that surrounds your heart and surrounds your head. And the Bible says it releases the irony, the peace, the shalom, the wholeness, the calmness, the confidence, the hope into the deepest parts of who you are. We think if I could get rid of this problem, I'd have peace. No, you just find another problem. You have to bring peace into your problems and with your problems. Because you're either going into one, in one, or coming out of one. The three stages of problems. And you can't wait for your life to be level before you will feel peace. But for the man and woman of God and the young person of God, look at you lot going to Manchester. Like, I'm two years away. I'm crying already. I could cry for your parents because I get it. They're all going to leave me. But I know that they're going to carry the peace of God. Kayla's bringing the peace of God into Manchester. Manchester's not getting into her. Ooh, you're bringing God into Manchester everywhere you go. Come on, somebody. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Watch out, Manchester. Kayla's in the house. It's what it's, the enemy should try to shut you down. He knows what you carry with all the keys and things. He knows you can worship. He knows you change stuff. He knows you break things apart. Seriously. He knows that you do damage everywhere you go in the places we cannot see. That you create a path. That you open doors and gates and bring down walls. Don't lose your peace. Where's the other girl? Don't lose your peace. We don't have to lose our peace. Watch this. In Psalm 37, David writes this little kind of triplet of process. He says in verse 3, trust the Lord. Yes. In verse 5, he writes, then commit your way to the Lord. That's good. And then in verse 7, he says, rest before the Lord. That's awesome too. I want you to see the flow, but because you can't do one without the other. Look at this. Trust, commit, rest. How can you rest if you won't commit? Because we won't commit because we do not trust that to which we commit it to. But when we trust that Jesus is a calm, competent, and secure leader who can be trusted, then whatever it is that I'm carrying, I can commit to him. And as I drop everything to him, David says, I will rest before the Lord. Now watch this, it's not finished yet. Rest in Hebrew in this verse means this. It means you hold your peace before the Lord. You hold it. 
It's something you carry. And the only way you can hold your peace is because you've committed the other stuff to the one you trust. Listen to me now. You cannot carry your pain and your peace at the same time. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you are equipped to carry peace. That means the world did not take it from you. You gave it away. I'm going to pick up my panic. Oh, but I'm holding my peace. I can't hold it. I'll leave that and I'll pick up my panic. Like us picking up our panic will cure it. No, no, no. We, we, we carry our peace. Panic will try to prod its way in. But no, no, we're followers of Jesus who is a calm, caring, and confident and secure leader. So I'm trusting in him and not the panic. Or the worry, or whatever it is. We cannot hold our pain and our peace at the same time. And when you drop everything before the Lord, all that you have left to carry is Oh, it hasn't changed the diagnosis. Your back's still sore. Money's still tight. But I'm at peace. And I'm carrying the peace of God. And the Bible says I'm carrying the peace of God. I'm carrying a person. And that person is Jesus. And so into everything. Into the ward, into the doctor, into the nurse, into school, into college, into Manchester, into Queens. I'm carrying my peace because bottom line is this I trust in him so when we sing speak the name of Jesus is that not so not just give you the chills just talking about it I go oh look at the nurse oh, they're dear sick vaccinations. I don't care. I'm sorted. You're sorted. Whatever you decide. Jesus. Jesus. Twitter. Jesus. Instagram. Jesus. Or my dinner. One of the two. Just Jesus. Whatever. Great picture. Jesus. Holy Spirit. Come on. Just come. Come on. Just where you are now. The Lord is near. What did you walk in here with? I'm going through my divorce. Drop it. I don't know where my kids are. Drop it. He knows. I'm worried about a lump. Come on, I know, I know. And something you can feel is more real than someone you can't see. But peace is a person. I'm worried about my mom. Come on. I can't get a job. I know. Peace is a person. Come on, bow your heads, bow your heads.
ministry. Come on. Holy Spirit, would you just waft through the room? Jesus, the primary produce of your rule is peace. be great to go home lighter when you walked in Jesus come on let's lean into his presence everyone at home online watching today right where you are listening later this week wherever you find yourself go on let it go do you know what I asked you to do let it go again let it go and Holy Spirit I pray that you would fill the space that we will be left carrying our peace because you are peace. And so today, Lord Jesus, we resolve, we commit, we reconnect, we rededicate ourselves to this idea, this truth, that you are a calm, caring, competent, and secure leader. You are the one we can drop everything to. You are the one that set us right and at peace with the Lord. So, Father, I pray today that your peace would guard our hearts, would guard our minds.